The year is 2035. You are in enemy territory. The United States has been split into three hostile states, Dorado, Rebellium, and Tertalia. You are one of the leaders of the Tertalian spy mission. Your job is to fly the Doradan invasion plans to Tertalian headquarters. You have almost completed your mission when you come face to face with enemy patrol planes. If you make a run for it, turn to page 53. If you duck into the clouds, turn to page 50. Watch out, you may end up stranded on a desolate mountain peak or flying straight into enemy fire. What happens next in the story? It all depends on the choices you make. How does the story end? Only you can find out. And the best part is that you can keep reading and rereading until you've had not one, but many incredibly daring experiences. You're the star of the story. Choose from 27 possible endings. Choose your own adventure, book 20. Escape by R.A. Montgomery and illustrated by Ralph Reese. Welcome to Incredibly Daring, a podcast where Jillian and Jar and I read Choose Your Own Vintage. We read vintage Choose Your Own Adventure books. Oh my God. We we did we did simplify this a little bit. Oh man. I forgot that we wrote it down here. Welcome to Incredibly Daring, a podcast where we read vintage Choose Your Own Adventure books to each other and make generally poor decisions. I'm Jason. I'm Jeremy. Jillian. I'm starting to think that Ralph Reese might be the best illustrator. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad one. That's a pretty good one. In comparative, the well, people actually look human. He is the, I think, the only, I could be wrong about this, but I think he's the only illustrator that has actually done comic book illustrations. This George Strait, is that who owned this book before? I can't remember. The country that. singer? I think so. <laughs> it's been partially erased. I think it's... Devin Strait? It kind of looks like David. De- Devil? It looks like Devin. Could be Devin. But it also it doesn't look like straight either. It looks like state. Because there's no R. Oh, right. R. There's no R. So state. So, yeah, I have no idea. To whoever this was, I mean, uh, we can scan this and put this up on incrediblydaring.com. Either way, we you have your book. You can tell us who the fuck it belongs to. Yeah, whoever you are, we have your book. We have your book. Denise. Might be Denise. Whoever it was, they didn't want us to find them out. Yep. Warning. Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. These pages contain many different adventures you may have as you make your escape. From time to time, as you read along, you will be asked to make a choice. Your choice may lead to success or disaster. The adventures you take are a result of your choice. You are responsible because you choose. After you make your choice, follow the instructions to see what happens to you next. Think carefully before you make a decision. Danger lurks at every turn. One move could land you in a maximum security prison, or it might lead you to freedom. Good luck. You are one of the leaders of a spy mission operating in the country of Dorado. You have just broken out of a maximum security prison run by the Duradin secret police. Your escape has only just begun. 
Now you and your group must make it to safety in Tertalia, which is more than a thousand miles away over semi-desert land and vast mountains. The year is A.D. 2035. That's not too far away. If everything's all a desert, then they may have predicted what our future is going to be like. Semi-desert. Okay. Well, I mean, we're not going to know for another 15, 16 years anyway, so... A combination of civil wars and foreign attacks has split the United States into three hostile political areas. Dorado, Rebellium, and Tertalia. Dorado, where you have been imprisoned, extends from roughly the border of Southern California east to the Mississippi River, north to approximately the borders of Utah, Colorado, Kansas, and Missouri, and south into Mexico. So this is the time where I should have paid attention in geography class. (laughs) Dorado is controlled by a trio of army officers. They are mean and grasping, Interested only in power and wealth. They are mean and grasping? That's what it said. All right. This is Ari Montgomery, right? Yeah. All right, Ari. Well, I mean, he did He did us right with the, the race forever. That's true. So we're only on page two, so yep. we've got... He's got some leeway. All right. Uh, they command by fear, terrorism, and torture. Their motto is totalitarian freedom forever. The firing squads have been busy in Dorado. They got a little picture. Totalian freedom forever. Totalitarian? Is that what I said? No, you said totalian, (laughs) which isn't a word. It is now. Go on to the next page. Really a shit logo. I mean, mean, not even a logo, it's just a motto. It's a shit motto. It looks like the biohazard sign, doesn't it? Sure. A little bit. But... Nobody wants to be known for being totalitarian. Like, apparently, well, Dorado does. Even fascists don't want to be called fascists. True, actually. It's a little bit. It's a little bit nail on the head. So Dorado wants it, or hammer on the head. I don't know how that saying goes. Yeah. The second region is called... (laughs) Sorry, I don't. (laughs) I can't remember. The second region is called Rebellium. Right. And occupies all territory east of the Mississippi. It is a haphazard collection of minor city-states that you feel offers no real help in the struggle with Dorado. Tertalia, which you are trying to reach, is made up of the mountain states north of Arizona and the northern plain states extending into Canada. The capital of Tertalia is Denver. Tertalia is a democracy run by elected representatives and governed by a panel of five. Your father is one of the panel of five. He opposed your volunteering to go on a spy mission into Dorado, but you went anyway. You were sure that you and only you could get the plans for the Duradin invasion of Tertalia. Oh, so you have a real high esteem issue. Bigly. And you did get them. Art of the deal. The Duradins arrested you. But fortunately, they never suspected that you had learned their invasion plans. Your escape from their prison was due to luck more than to good planning. Right now, you are hiding in a barn on a deserted ranch. 
You're about seven miles north of what used to be called Gallup, New Mexico. There are three other people with you. The most important, except for you, of course. <laughs> Does he actually say that? He's full of himself, yes. Yeah. It says that. Oh, my God. The most important, except for you, of course, is a 30-year-old woman who is the leader of the resistance in Dorado. Her name is Mimla. Mimla? 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 But that's not... This is only 2035. That's not a name. Super, super futuristic name. Mimla actually is a name. Mimla actually is a name? Yes, it is. Mimla is a name. Okay. All right. It's Mimla then. There is a large price on her head. She has to get out. Wait, no. Why would there be a price on her head if she was one of the captives already? They've already caught her. There's no price on her head anymore. But you, didn't she get out? You just escaped. Well, R.A. is full of shit again. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I, I, I think they're going to sell her to uh, one of the other city states. I think whatever. we should sell her. She's got a huge price. Oh, <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> With Mimla is Matt. He's in his early 30s, and it is his responsibility to get her safely out of Dorado. The third person is a computer specialist named Haven, a silent, nervous man who peers at the world through thick glasses. He is needed in Tertalia to help break Duradan computer codes. Your father, acting through the resistance organization in Dorado, has arranged an escape flight for the four of you. This morning, you are waiting for a Windmaster twin-engined motor glider to swoop out of the clouds and pick you up. You have been waiting several hours. The plane is now half an hour late. Matt wants to leave. I think we should get out of here and head back to town. I don't want to get caught out here, he explains. You look at the clouds, then at the desert. I don't know, you finally say. We're in a pretty good spot right here. We can see anyone coming for quite a distance. I know Bill, the pilot. He's reliable. He'll get here. I think we can wait another half an hour. If you decide to follow Matt's suggestion and return to town, turn to page 10. If you decide to wait another half an hour for the plane, turn to page 13. We made it to page 6 before they gave us a choice. Yeah. That's a long time, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It might be Although, the longest so far. there is a full-page picture in there, but sure, still. Um, Do you want to keep waiting? Well, we're only waiting for another half hour, which isn't a huge deal. Yeah. Wait for the plane? Yeah. All right. It's too soon to give up. We'll wait for the plane, you tell the others. Bill probably ran into bad weather. Anything can happen up there. Bill's dead. Mimla nods. She looks calm and ready for anything. But Haven, who's sitting in a corner of the barn, looks ready to jump out of his skin. He keeps pulling sheets of computer programs out of his pocket. Fuck. What? Sheets of computer programs out of his pocket. All right. Fumbling through them and then stuffing them back into his pocket. You sit down in in a comfortable spot in the hay. The sun is shining through a window onto your lap. It feels good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yep. Okay. You watch Haven go through his ritual. 
There's something strange about him, you think. Haven looks up from his papers and flashes you a nervous grin, then goes back to his sorting. You close your eyes, lean back, and relax. The next thing you know, Matt is gently shaking you awake. Time to go. The plane is coming in. You jump to your feet. It's a good thing you can wake up quickly. You and Matt join the others outside. The motor glider has started its engines for the final approach. You admire the slim craft as it swoops down. Is it a plane or a motor glider? It's a motor glider. Okay, so it's a motor glider. That's is that what it said. different from a plane in some way? A glider guessing... doesn't have any... It can't be a glider if it was a glider. I mean, it looks like a... Gliders are open, like e-lights. You know, the things that they just yeah. sit sure. in with the framing. But this is the future, so <laughs> that's why. Sure, right. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. All right, well. Maybe, maybe we'll have a chronograph instead of a watch. <laughs> oh, my God. You admire the slim craft as it swoops down. The Windmaster is a perfect combination. It was designed in 1997 to be a full-performance glider and power plane, and uses almost no gas once it is airborne. Got it. All right. You wouldn't mind having a Windmaster of your own. (laughs) Okay. The plane is close to the ground, ready to land. You can even see Bill at the controls and the Duradan military markings that have been added to the tail as camouflage. Then the plane bobbles, one wing almost catching the ground. Bill straightens it out and touches down. I wonder what that was, you think? Crosswind, maybe? Bill taxis close, swings around ready for takeoff, and stops, engines idling. Grabbing your stuff, the four of you run to the door. You clamor aboard and throw your gear aft. You'll secure it later. You've got to take off quickly in case the plane was spotted. All set, Bill, you shout. There's no answer from the cockpit. You look at Matt questioningly. He shrugs his shoulders. You run into the cockpit. Bill is slumped over the wheel. He's not breathing. Matt, you shout. He races in after you. Help me with Bill. Quickly, you undo Bill's seatbelts and ease him out of the seat. He is pale. You check his pulse. Almost nothing. What's the matter with him, Matt asks. Heart attack, I think. He looks bad. Oh no, Matt groans. Now what do we do? Well, I have some glider training, and I've flown in one of these before, you say. I think I can fly it out of here. Plus, I've always wanted one of these for myself. No. I may have added that nice for Embellish that a little bit. I've had a little power flight training, says Matt. It sounds like we could do it, but maybe we should just forget the plane and use the truck and drive out of here. It would keep us on the ground the easy way. Matt grins at you. You start to smile back, but you're interrupted by Mimla's shouts. Somebody's coming! You look out and spot a telltale dust cloud. There's still a way off, Matt says. Duradan troops, probably. We better decide what to do, and quickly, too. If you decide to try your skill at piloting the Windmaster and fly out, turn to page 7. If you decide to take the truck and risk getting caught on the ground, turn to page 14. We're already in the plane. We might yeah. just go. We gotta go. I was gonna say, I saw Jill look over at you yeah. real quick. Like, mm-hmm. so it's, somebody needs to fucking 
perform some CPR on Bill. I know, right? Yeah. Welcome aboard, co-pilot, you say to Matt, grinning ear to ear. Matt salutes you. At your service, pilot, he answers. While you buckle into the pilot seat, so Matt... So we take a moment to banter. Yep, that's what we do. <laughs> because... Because it's an emergency. Life and death. Yeah. It's an action movie, Jeremy. Okay. Look, Bill would have wanted them this... to banter. Welcome aboard. Wait, where? Where did that? <laughs> I have no fucking clue I anymore. Know where I was. <laughs> Is it okay. bad that I'm already losing interest in this book? Yes. <laughs> While you buckle into the pilot seat, Matt goes aft to make sure that Mimla and Haven are all set for takeoff. They've made a makeshift cot for Bill and are trying to keep him comfortable. When Matt returns, you quickly run through the instruments and switches with him. Altimeter, variometer, fuel gauges, tachometers, engine temperature, throttle controls, engine heater, switches, and so on. Everything is ready. You roll the plane to the end of the strip. Your heart pounds in your chest. But otherwise, you feel calm and capable. <laughs> so you don't feel calm and capable. <laughs> Story of my Except life. I'm fine! Except that you do. It's all good. <laughs> you don't, but you do. Yeah, sounds about right. Once more, you scan the control panel, and then you adjust the throttles. The plane begins rolling down the sandy desert. At the right moment, you pull the control column back, and you're airborne. You did it! Well, good for us. Which is perfect until you have to fucking land. <laughs> the altimeter spins rapidly as your windmaster climbs out and heads towards the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. You pass through 15,000 feet, then 16,000, and finally you top out at 17,000 feet. All around you are towering cumulus clouds bulging with moisture. You know that some of them hide violent turbulence that could easily rip the wings from the plane. Go to page 16. When the plane is stable, you feel an incredible rush of relief. Though you are also pale and almost queasy, Matt notices instantly. Hey, relax. You did it. I'll take the controls for a while. I can handle it. And you could use a little rest. Gratefully, you take your hands from the control stick. You'll be all right in a minute or two. Those were Dorodin troops out there, Matt says as you slump back in your seat. I saw them as we climbed out of there. It's a good thing we left. It sure is, you say, straightening up a bit. You feel much better already. I wonder what we should do now. What do you mean? I thought we were flying out of here. We are, but maybe we should circle here for a while first. I'm also not sure if we should head directly for Denver. These clouds around us reminded me of the violent weather in these mountains. You're sitting up straight now. Talking has helped you a lot. Flying in these mountains and in what could be bad weather is no picnic. I get your point, Matt says, but we've got a lot to lose. And we really have to try to get Bill to a doctor. I think we should head to Denver now. If you decide to follow Matt's instincts and fly straight to Denver, turn to page 23. If you decide to follow your instincts and circle while you examine the possibilities, turn to page 21. Well, I mean, I am the most important person besides some 30-year-old chick, so... Well, yeah, okay, so wait, yeah, that's fucked. If we're the most important person, then obviously we're going to follow our instincts. 
Yeah, but I feel like we're an but idiot for wanting to fly around or pretty stupid. stupid. Yeah. So yeah. let's head on to Denver. Yeah, where yeah. would you fly around? Truck it on down the road. So 23 then. Let's just hang out here and maybe get shot out of the sky. That seems like a good idea. That is right? a brilliant fucking idea. Time is too precious. Bula. It sure is. It is precious. 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 Time is too precious for you to waste it flying in circles. You must get the Duradin invasion plans to Tertalia. You have to get over the mountains and on to Denver. There is no other way for you. And Mimla strongly agrees with Matt. She wants to continue the fight against Duradin brutality at any risk. The cumulus clouds tower above you, and the plane is bouncing around in the turbulence. You crane your neck, scanning the sky for some break in the clouds below you. It's a tough decision. Should you descend through the clouds in search of clearer airspace and face the danger of crashing into a mountain peak? Or should you climb higher to get over the clouds and face the danger of running into even more turbulence? If you descend, turn to page 37. If you climb, turn to page 29. I say we descend. Yeah. At least we can actually see what's going on on the ground at that point. Yeah, I'm good with that. The big scary part is that maybe we run into a mountain. But Ooh. I think we could see a mountain coming. At this point, I'm ready for it. I think, I think mountains hurt. <laughs> You're not sure you can handle the motor glider in turbulence. You push the control column forward, sending the Windmaster into a steep dive through the clouds. Do you have to do a steep dive? I, don't, I feel like a... You do if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I feel like a shallow dive would be a better... Not even a dive, just a gradual... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, big go bigger, go home? I guess. All right. Uh, you kick the rudder pedals hard and side slip down to 13,000 feet before leveling off. You're in luck. The cloud cover ends abruptly, and at last you have enough visibility and room to fly in. Mountains surround you, and you weave around them. The air currents are tricky. The rock faces and tree-covered slopes seem too close for comfort. Any suggestions, Matt? You ask. I haven't the faintest idea where we are. Matt shakes his head. No, we're up against it. We could radio to the Tertullians for help. Yes, but that's dangerous. The Duradins could beam in on us, and then it's all over. <laughs> beam in on us? Do they have Star Trek technology? It's the future, so yes. If you radio for Tertullian help, turn to page 32. If you continue on... Using your intuition, turn to page 51. We don't have a fucking compass. I mean... It's future. You, you don't need a goddamn compass. You, you have all those other instruments, but they... <laughs> I say we go forward. Yeah, I, we don't need to radio anybody. Using the radio would be too risky. You continue to navigate by instinct. Once again, you enter the cloud cover. Circle briefly until you spot another opening. And descend into clear space. And once again, luck is with you. The area is relatively open. Look! Look to the left! See? Down there! It looks like a landing strip, cries Mimla. I think you're right, Mimla. Good eyes! Let's try it! Your heart's thumping and your hands clammy on the wheel. You descend towards the isolated emergency landing strip. Turn to page 71. You're so fucked. This is so stupid. I have no idea how long we've been in the air because it hasn't bothered to give us an idea of this. But it doesn't seem like we've been in the air for long enough to want to land. No, it doesn't. Here's a a picture of what happens. 
<laughs> I knew that bitch couldn't land. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm going to say, isn't that bitch you? <laughs> no, remember when he took off, I was like, yeah, you got all the confidence in the world now. Wait until you got to land this shit. You're the most important person in this mission. I mean, in real life, but not in this fucking book. <laughs> The landing happens before you can think about it. The Windmaster is down on the scrubby, short mountain airstrip, bumping violently. The landing gear on the starboard side rips off, and the plane spins in a cloud of dust and dry snow. There is a horrible ripping noise as the aft section twists like a piece of paper, jamming the door. (laughs) Then there is silence. I'm so glad I've seen a live... You quickly hit the switches and cut the ignition to prevent to prevent the windmaster from catching fire. The canopy over the cockpit is jammed too, but Matt, his adrenaline lending him tremendous strength, smashes the catch and forces the plexiglass plastic bubble open. Cold wind greets you as you all scramble out, dragging Bill with you. Minutes later, you are all huddled in a ramshackle cabin beside the strip. It can barely keep the wind out but at least you're on the ground and in one piece. Memla takes charge. Matt, you and Haven gather brush and cover the plane. Otherwise, the Dorodans will spot it the minute the weather clears. Cover up the landing marks in the snow, too. She turns to you. We've got a serious decision to make. You know that as well as she does. You nod, waiting for her next sentence. The problem, of course, is that the pilot can't travel, and we must get out of here. You look at Mimla, and then at Bill, who is slumped into the corner of the dilapidated cabin. 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 He is obviously in bad shape. There is no way he can walk out. What do you suggest, Mimla? She looks straight at you, her eyes level and firm. That we need to leave him here, with what supplies we have, and hope we can get back to him soon enough to save him. You don't know what to say. It will probably be a death sentence for him. Your choice now is really between life and death. Should we leave Bill behind? If so, turn to page 106. Bye, Bill. See ya. Should you stay with Bill and let the others go? Look. Turn to 68. I would rather stay with Bill and let the others go. Are you fucking shitting me? I'm not fucking shitting you. Oh. There's the sentimental type. Oh my god, after fucking two gigantic glasses of wine. I, no, I just want to put this out here. Out of the three characters, four characters that we have been introduced to... Actually, Bill is the less shady. Bill has been the most interesting. <laughs> and oh all Lord. he did was have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> I think these three fuckers are going to get you caught. Or killed. Or both. Alright, stay with I Bill. I think they're the actual liabilities. Alright, stay with Bill. Membla's a fucking stupid name anyways. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> is it really a real name? Memla, yeah, actually. It All is. Right. So 68, we're staying with Bill. Stay with Bill. You have been caught. The end. Fuck. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. Bill suddenly comes to, like it's the end of the first fucking Saw movie. <laughs> you realize that all of your decisions have been terrible. Mm. What? I'm not leaving, you say firmly. First of all, someone has to take care of Bill. Because you've been doing a good job of it so far. Mm. Second, it's nonsense to leave. We have a better chance to be found here 
Wait, we have a better chance to be found here than if we are wandering around like jackrabbits in the wilderness. You go if you want. Mimla sneers at you. And Matt shrugs his shoulders. Well, I'm with her, but you're probably right. Good luck. Godspeed. Haven joins them. The three of them start off, and soon they're lost to sight. You build a fire from dried pinion branches. The smoke smells good. At the end of the second day, Bill suddenly trembles convulsively and then lies back quiet. He's dead. (laughs) Well, guess who should have performed some CP fucking R. You run out of food. The days merge into each other. Hallucinations. Yep. How do we run out of food if we have Bill there? Exactly. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We're okay for a week at least. At least a week. No, no. I've gone hunting. You're good for almost a whole winter. How much does Bill weigh? I'm, well, it doesn't say, but I guess at 180 is probably about an hour. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. good. You run out of food. <laughs> the days merge into each other. Hallucinations of friends, warm, sunny beaches, and sumptuous meals fill your waking hours. We're hallucinating at least, so that's a plus. True. I haven't yeah. done that in a while. You drift in soft waves of warmth and cold. One afternoon you hear voices, but you're sure they're only more hallucinations. They are not. It's a Tertullian rescue party. You are saved. The end. Well, fuck yeah. The Tertullians. We. Survived. Got the moral high ground. We got to hallucinate. And we got saved. Oh my god. You know what? Yeah, let's celebrate. I've never been on the fucking moral high ground in my entire <laughs> fucking life. Let's celebrate. <laughs> wow. That was right. boring as shit. That was not a... Yeah, that wasn't a great... I mean, you obviously were fabulous. Yeah. It wasn't your fault that right. the book sucked. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I would like... By page six, I was yawning. Yeah. I honestly would like to see what happens. Personally, I mean, you guys can pick if you want, but uh, I kind of want to see what happens if you do leave Bill behind and go with the others. Okay, sure. So you want him to leave the book with you so you can continue reading it later? (laughs) I mean, if you want. I'm totally teasing. It's fine. Let's go back and Let's drop Bill's ass like a bad habit. So should you leave Bill behind because he's going to die anyway? Yep, fuck Bill. 106. Okay. Also an ending. Oh, Oh. all right. That makes it easy. You made a very difficult decision when you left Bill alone in the cabin, but you have the Duradin invasion plans and you must get out. The future of Tertalia and the lives of many people may well depend on your getting those plans out of Dorado. Outside, Matt studies the flight charts and points to a spot. I'll bet this is where we are. It doesn't matter anyway. It's all wilderness. Let's get going. For three days you trudge in the face of wind, snow, and fatigue. You become helplessly lost in the merciless mountains. Courage and hope fade. (laughs) (laughs) We are bright little rays of sunshine. Anytime somebody loses faith, dies, is getting left. (laughs) We're all about it. Wow. Fatigue rules your lives. Is that an actual... Yep, that's the next part of that. All right. 
Haven goes mad and runs off toward imagined <laughs> safety. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> leaving you, Matt, and Mimla. Finally, your food is gone. You grow more and more tired, and then become strangely peaceful. The incessant snowflakes seem like little friends. At last, you feel warm, contented, and happy. Mimla and Matt trudge on as you wave goodbye and slump to the ground. The end. (laughs) Okay. You learned your lesson, right? They were willing to fucking leave Bill. They'll leave your ass, too. The whole, uh... You have the plans, and it's important to get them there, so leave Bill is a horseshit justification because you could just as easily give the plans to the three that are leaving. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that end is bullshit, although it is fucking hilarious. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, That's going to be my new tagline. Fatigue (laughs) rules my life. Yeah. No shit. (laughs) Oh, um, to some extent, I feel like this book was written for 40-year-old me. <laughs> <laughs> but this is still a pretty bullshit book. I'm not, I'm not down with this one. Yeah, I, I, I love the book for, for the art itself. But yeah, it's a, I don't know, so far what, what we got as far as choices went, the stuff that we got is just kind of, eh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, oh, yeah. so I'm not going to recommend this shit. I'm not recommending it either. I recommend the pictures. Uh, well, that's it for this episode of Incredibly Daring. I'm Jason. If you would oh. like to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd like to check out. <laughs> <laughs> we have broken the podcast. Yep. If you'd like to check out more Choose Your Own Adventure stuff please go to cyoa.com. And if you want to check us out, we now have a website. <laughs> We're still on stupendousorcerex.com, but you can also go to incrediblydaring.com. Boom. That's it. That's what not how we... <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm Jerry. Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> That's chill. Yeah. Bye.